the most important things at the moment on my mind is the uh, enormity of what is happening in terms of how many people are actually being, um, well, basically murdered and killed by the establishment. So, um, um, you know, it comes to mind, we are kind of thinking that this is obviously an opportunity for a... Um, awakening, which it is, obviously, but how perhaps we ought to just step in again and and do something like try to start healing the, the main culprits like World Economic Forum and World Health Organization, uh, because it seems to be that the, that the, the whole essence and agenda of um, what is happening is just coming out from there. So I know that we did quite a lot of work before on the um, on the collective, but I think at the moment it just seems to be very acute because there are so many, um, some they're projecting so many restrictions coming in, like digital passports and and um, digital currency and all these slavery tools. So I think, and also they they still in England they're still promoting vaccinations. So I think perhaps we can do something about that. What do you think? So um, that's an enormous question. Hi, Sharon. Good morning. So, so what comes to mind as you're speaking? Obviously, what you're referring to is the Consciousness Technology series that I did ages ago. Yes. In which we focused on different aspects, if you like, of the matrix. So, for example, the governments or the pharmaceutical companies. And we projected things like love or unity or abundance into those things. We, we kind of projected into them the opposite of what they were, if you like, to try and sort of reverse yeah. the thing. But if you remember from that technology, the whole thing was we, we went into our heart centers and expanded our, bio, our personal biofields until they were as big as the earth and then overlaid them with everybody else's biofields and then went in and saw what within those systems within us was playing out first. So for example, if we went into the, the governments, that was within our own unified field. So it's like we were seeing the governments within ourselves that we were holding and the control mechanisms within that. And then we were healing those from the inside out through the heart center, okay? So basically what we were doing is we were being called to perceive what aspects of those we were holding within our own biofields. And as you're speaking, really what's being called to mind more and more is that we can't fix things from the outside in we have to fix them from the inside out and i think or i believe what's happening now is you are you know it's becoming so extreme and so obvious and in your face it is like watching sort of the third reich kind of marching through reality if you like like an unstoppable force okay so the enormity of it is so massive on so many levels, like physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and just informationally, bearing in mind that we are basically space f 
full of light frequency information. So what information do you grab at or change or all of this kind of stuff? And so the more extreme and massive it becomes, what I feel like is the calling is to go more and more and more into the personal deeply individuated state and heal yourself from the inside out and almost like let go of that because you you couldn't stand up against this force and say no more it would just like knock you over in a way yeah. if you're trying to change the force that's coming at you whereas if you try and change the force that's within you what happens is is it's like the David and Goliath thing. If you become so absolutely sovereign and free, rooted in the truth that you are an eternal, infinite being made of creator consciousness, nothing could wipe you out. And you could change everything from that kind of spark of infinity because even if they trampled over you physically they couldn't affect you you know it's like because you're an infinite spark and so it seems to me that we're in this massive you know huge opportunity which just seems so all-encompassing and everything you look at calls you to kind of go within because you can't do it from the outside in so no, the, the truth is that no one can take away your freedom, not even at the point of your death. And actually, it's, it's almost like no one could murder you if you were standing rooted in that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you can transcend, transcend everything from that realization. And I think we have no choice now but to go within and take full responsibility for everything that we've permissioned and become so utterly free that nothing could trample us. And if all of us did that, or at least the 20 or 30, maybe 30% now that are awake, we would be in a very different um, expression. And as you know, or as one knows, especially if, if you're a parent or like Sharon, you're a teacher or whatever, we lead by example. We just lead by example because then people see that you're free, happy, rooted, grounding. Nothing can touch you. Your eyes are clear. Your heart is open. And, and people want to be like that. And so they start moving forwards knowing that that is a possibility, basically. So that's what I think we have to do. It's almost like, it's almost like I think consciousness technology and that kind of stuff and group meditation is helpful. But if you are the all that is... And everything is within you. You could just do it within yourself. You look like you're about to ask another question, so I'm going to pause there. <laughs> this, is, this, this is great, and I, I really loved the previous, uh, the previous series, and it was great because so many people took part. But however, if you just imagine a microcosm of a mental hospital, and you have madman actually running, rampaging the whole hospital and is killing people, if you are a doctor in charge, you've got to do something about it. So I, I was thinking much, at the moment I was thinking about how about targeting those organizations and just sending them love and light. I mean, I know that uh, people have to ask for healing, um, <laughs> but 
maybe their souls are crying for healing. Maybe we should just connect uh, connect to those because every organization has an equivalent spirit, which is like egregore of the organization. And maybe this is the field to work with, and maybe just 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 heal that 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 spirit because it's. You know, I just see that, okay, we are okay. <laughs> you are okay. Sharing is probably okay. And many, many people who are doing spiritual work, they've done tons of spiritual work over the ages. But, but okay, we are okay. But what if our all neighbors are getting uh, bumped off or whatever happens? So I think it was just like, you know, my parents um, and grandparents were in the Second World War. And if you do not take measures to protect yourself in it, archetypal way that, that you, you will just <laughs> just get killed simple as that yeah so, okay so there's three things in there i want to answer the first one is what what makes you decide that they're okay or not so in other words you and i don't take this personally because i think everybody's doing this but you we one has an assumption that they're not okay because they've taken the vaccine or because they're following the control mechanism or whatever they're doing but everybody is specific i mean obviously okay. from our perspective it's not okay but yeah. we don't know where people are on their soul's evolution and we don't know what if you like the grand divine plan is so there's an assumption there that things are not okay over there, but they are over okay over here. And but the point is, is that we don't really know. And everybody is on a path of evolution. That's just a given because everything is always evolving. So we know that there's a path of evolution happening because systems just become more complex, and because uh, we are all, if you like, making our way back to source consciousness, carrying the encoded information that we've gathered. So we don't know the validity or not of the information or the expression that they're experiencing and that they've gathered at their point in evolution. So if you choose to um, follow the diktats of your government and, and, and kill yourself in the bargain and sacrifice your children through it, or we don't know what that does. And we don't know whether that's absolutely imperative in terms of our evolution where we we don't know the entangled um reciprocal giving and receiving like reciprocity of what's going on there so we don't know if those people are actually making us step up to the mark and this is all preordained and we knew that before we came here and there was a whole trajectory and this person had to do that so we just don't know so that's the first thing Never make assumptions, right? Because whenever I make assumptions, I always mess it up. And I think most of us do. That's the first thing. The second thing is, um, is that those institutions, so in, in, in relation to what I've just said, those institutions, let's call them archetypal energies or energetic momentums, are in fact if you like, being what they are. So possibly they are in their absolute role, divine role, expressing their true nature. 
So when you hear uh, people talk about like the law of one books, which I've actually never read, but everything I've heard really resonates with me. Okay. You've got this polarized universe that we're in and you've got the service to self faction and the service to others faction. So the service to self faction is evil, if you like, and it's just doing what it is. It's absolutely expressing its true nature. So in that it's divine. And, and like you're saying, there are these kind of opposite, because we're in polarity here, there are always opposites playing out. So perhaps through that innate expression of what it is, like a wild animal that kills another animal to eat, it's just being what it is, you know what I mean? With no conscience, nothing, it's just making dinner. Um, we get the opportunity to, to, to understand who we are because we're learning through contrast in this uh, in this universe or in this uh, in this plat on this planet, basically. So there's that going on. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you about is there was this study done, and I can't remember where it is, which is really annoying me. But there was a doctor that went into a lunatic asylum, okay, and he healed everyone in the asylum without leaving his office and this is like well documented and it's from quite a few years ago like I don't know a lot of years ago maybe a hundred years ago 50 years ago I can't remember I wish I could find it and if I can find it I'll put it somewhere but basically he went to the office and he started <laughs> he understood the microcosm macrocosm aspect and the whole is within so he wasn't like a normal psychiatric doctor at all he was like well out there and anyway started to one by one go, go through all of the notes of each of his patients so he came to the first patient he read through the notes and he said what here is within me and he started to dive and dive and look at himself and heal that aspect of himself uh -huh. what happened in the asylum was that person got better and was released and he started to do this with every single person in the asylum. And I don't know how long it took him, but basically he either healed everyone or 80% of people or something like insanely massive. And he never had a one-to-one -one consultation with him. <laughs> so now from what I know of that story, it's a true story, but obviously we, you know, we don't know. It's all kind of information, but I think that's very poignant and it brings us back again. Like if he'd gone into the asylum and everybody was going mad and tried one by one to physically restrain people and use time and sit down and talk through the stuff and da da da, da it, what you're doing is you're expressing separation in that process in a way. And that's what we've been doing up until now, which is why the shit has hit the fan and we're in this kind of impossible situation, which seems so obvious to us, but which isn't to others. Because basically, the inverted matrix is a lunatic asylum. You can't, you're a lunatic in the asylum. That's just what you are. And if you're looking at it from the outside in, like that psych psychiatrist, you know that to step into that arena is almost an act of madness. Basically, you're choosing to step into the insanity. So what happens if, as the observer, you understand the insanity is within you and you step into yourself instead? 
which is a boundary safe sovereign space which makes much more sense you know to work from that aspect so again it feels to me like the whole trajectory just brings you back to this mm. this this sovereign thing and the, the the point is is that we've come from the opposite of sovereignty and now the whole thing is breaking down and yeah. and and how do we how do we rise up out of that you know like a you know like a phoenix from the flame kind of thing and and it's sovereignty it's, it, it, i think it's the only thing available to us at this time well thank you that really delivers the message actually on quite profound level and it's very very helpful indeed <laughs> yeah i mean i might run the consciousness technology series again because you've reminded me it's there and i think what that series really did was it really it was great it's all in me and something quite profound has been happening to me this week i was going to make a video on it um but i'll tell you about it so i about 10 days ago or 2 weeks ago i just fell into self sabotage mode like i won't go into it but i started sabotaging myself a bit and even as i was doing it i knew that there were going to be repercussions because of the law of cause and effect because i've done enough spiritual work you know how it works right so i knew that i was creating this thing where sabotage would just come right back at me and oh my god it started to come so fast it was unbelievable so every single person that i cared about and a lot of people that i didn't and a lot of things that i cared about and a lot of tiny things that i didn't really started to just go unconquerably wrong like everything started to go wrong like it was just madness because it was almost like as i was sabotaging i knew what would happen i was already aware of the law of cause and effect and i knew it was just going to come in because things are speeding up that started happening with like little things like little things breaking or going wrong and then people attacking me verbally or like it really just started to just go and it started to escalate and it peaked and then it started to deescalate and the whole time i watched this i was in it feeling the feelings processing them going oh my god i can't believe what this person has just done or what they and it was really old deep wounds and just old deep sabotaging stuff uh and really like dumb stuff as well like you know suddenly the electricity company taking 800 quid out of my bank for, for no reason for something that i hadn't done you know like just everything on every level right up to things i really cared about and um so i was observing it the whole time and i also understood that i'd set up this momentum and that if i stayed grounded and processed it as it happened eventually it would peter out so i really really consciously did not get sucked into the drama of it so i knew i'd set it up watched the whole thing didn't get sucked in and just observed it and it peaked at some point about 4 days ago when i was lying in bed meditating which i do every single night almost without fail and i was just feeling myself and i suddenly felt my whole biofield full of every kind of monster 
or demon or entity that I'd ever been scared of throughout my whole life from childhood till now. So imagine that, for example, I was scared of the Wicked Witch of the West or the Grinch or an actual demon or anything. They were all suddenly there in my field and I could see them and feel them totally in my field. The energy was so heavy, I couldn't even tell you. It was like every horror movie I'd ever accidentally watched because I don't like them. Every image arrived all at once. And because I'm a shamanic practitioner, I've dealt with quite a lot of demonic entities by now. It didn't scare me. So it was so amazing. It was like I was observing this, feeling it even. And I just sat there and I was like, whoa, now this is interesting, you know, but like not in a happy way, but I was just like, this is interesting. There was curiosity there rather than fear. And curiosity is what happens when you're in observer mode. So I saw all of these demonic entities and I, because I was in observer mode, I could say to myself, what is it that will heal this? Because they're in my biofield. Okay. And I started to do Tibetan heart meditation and I started to feel gratitude. I just felt like crying as I'm telling you this. And my whole field just filled up with white light and love and everything just disappeared. And it took like 30 seconds. And I felt completely and utterly amazing. And it was mm -hmm. over. And, wow. and, and that was a really personal, I just can't, I'm trying to tell it from my personal point of view, but it's so easy when you're in the heart and when you take responsibility for what you've done, when you understand it's your law of cause and effect, it's your reality, they're your demons, they're your problems, and it's your solution. And suddenly everything was like that. And then since that moment, <laughs> the electricity company called me, the money's coming back, all the people who were just suddenly very fucking weird suddenly became completely normal again. There wasn't, you know, it was just like everything started to heal just easily and I was back in ease again. And I had set the whole thing up with this like one behaviour that I did over two or three days. So there you go. That was my massive, they massive lesson of the, of the week. Really great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to do a video on that, but I might just put this video up. I can cut you guys out, but yeah. So um, I think that's what we have to do. Because the deal is okay, so, Sharon may have some, something to share, but I I also have another story, very, very brief one, but perhaps Sharon wants to speak before. <laughs> no, no, Johnny, you go ahead with your story and I'll talk after. Oh, really? Okay, then. Yeah. If, it, if that's okay. So just trying to compress it as, as much as possible. So I have been working with this um, Aztec Mex Mexican shaman for about nine years, and we had a very good relationship. Uh, two years ago, uh, when the lockdown happened, um, I had a huge amount of money in my account as deposits for the future workshops. One of them was the trip to Egypt, and another was future workshops in London. Then the lockdown happened, and my, my friend Shaman says, send me the money. And I did send him the money. However, the providence worked, and the money bounced back to my account. And then I realized, 
Chital is happening. We're not going to go to Egypt. We're not going to have these workshops. I've got to refund all this money to the people, which I promptly did. He got absolutely mad at me, really mad. And he has been attacking me for two, <laughs> the past two years. So I did the AYA session in June with my friends in France. And it, it turned out that he made an effigy of me and he was torturing me for two years. And in those two years, I had a one um, accident when I broke my tibia <laughs> and I refused the operation and it healed very well. Then I had another accident when I um, broke my wrist and <laughs> I refused the operation and it healed very well. But I'm getting this, this, this like nipping at me, you know, I feel when he's attacking me. So in the end, um, I have been kind of letting this happen and observing like, like you in, the, in a situation when we self-sabotage ourselves. However, in the end, it just became too dangerous because, in fact, he wanted to kill me. So um, the way I feel about it, I don't feel any grudge because I love the guy all the same. I understand that this is his early attachment and nothing showing up and his shamanic pride that I will, I can do more better than you. However, I had in the end to put him into, into certain, um, uh, how to put it, this disabling situation that he cannot continue doing these bad things to me because it just became too dangerous. So at the moment, it's at the moment like a ping pong ball because I managed to disable him for, for quite a while. Then two or three weeks later, he gets out and he does the mischief again. <laughs> so um, at the moment, I'm almost checking every day, you know, what is the situation. And um, I kind of renew the, um, the, um, the situation I created for him just trying to stop. I don't, I'm not stopping him from doing anything. I'm just stopping him from attacking me. So that's, that's, the, that's the issue at the moment. What, what's next? <laughs> Do you, um, so basically, as you're, so you've, are you able to explain what you've done to him to stop him doing that worked for a little while? Yes, yes. That, Yes, there is this, yes, of course. So um, there is this system called cryogenetic egg. And it's cryogenetic egg. Egg, okay. Yeah. So it's basically like encompassing, it's, it's already created like an egregore out there and exists in a, in a, in a cosmic um, uh, realm. So <clears throat> this can be used for protection. Or it can so you be. You put it around yourself or you put it around yeah, him? Oh, well, I'm putting a lot of protection around me, of course. Right. You around you, but you can also put it around somebody else with the intent of what, what is supposed to happen. So I have put him in cryogenetic egg. <clears throat> and then every time I do this, it works, but it works for a while, but he's a very good shaman. And he escapes. <laughs> so, it's, not, uh, it's not that he's a good shaman, it's just that... You're doing something from the outside in instead of the inside out. And you need to focus more on the inside out. Right. It, it's actually pointless to do that because he will okay. always escape because, because what every time you do that, you're basically saying, I'm not sovereign. Okay. That's why you need to do it from the in. So work with your own protection 
and your own sovereignty and your own absolute um, will and knowing that nothing can touch you unless you permission it. And you need to go and look at where you're permissioning this. There's a still a bit where you're permissioning. So it might, and, and of course, it will be your unconscious shadow. So it will be something like sure. you like the attention or you're addicted to drama or drama is a way you were taught you were to be loved. Or There'll be something very unconscious that's some yeah, sure. thread inside you, but you're, you're never going to do this by putting him in it. Thank you. That won't work. <laughs> That's very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also the, the shadow is that it seems to be quite clear that at the moment uh, we're meeting people whom we had some uh, past attachments in the previous lives and, and yeah. the moment we have the opportunity to put it right. So so maybe that's 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 the stuff I've got to look at. Thank you. That's yeah, and, may, and so you don't hold a grudge, but maybe you... Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But maybe there's still another level of forgiveness you could go to. Because forgiveness mm -hmm. is, the, is the thing that breaks karma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my... my <coughs> sorry about that. My friends uh, saying love, 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 send him love, 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 you know. That didn't work at all. So. No, send no, no, no. Exactly, send yourself love. Forgive yeah. yourself. You know that that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's lovely to send love, but again, then you're looking for the answer outside, um, not sure. outside in, not inside out, basically. Yeah, that's very helpful. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, darling. It sounds like you're you're there anyway. You're just on the road. <laughs> Sharon, have you got any questions? That was interesting. Um, back to the start of this whole conversation about other people not being okay and us being okay, what we spoke about about 20 minutes ago or something. Yeah. Um, I'm actually having the opposite experience that other people in my life who are following the narrative still are very happy and okay, and I'm not. And I'm struggling more than last year, more than two years ago, with this business of sovereignty because I'm observing all the time people saying to me things like, um, if we were to go into another lockdown, they would just do it because it's for our safety. I'm these are, this is now more than two years. They would do it, okay? And then they've downloaded track and trace and everything on their mobiles. They do everything on the mobile. We should go completely cashless. This is them talking. And um, somebody said <laughs> that Bill Gates deserve, um, deserve some sort of humanity or yeah, humanitarian yeah, no, 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 prize. No. This stuff. And what was the other thing? I Oh, somebody asked me. I don't know if this was tongue-in-cheek. I don't think it was. They said that they wanted to get the fourth jab. What do I think about it? I said, I'm not, I don't know why you're asking me. Um, and they said, you know, it's like a top up. I said, but it's, it's not a top up. That's not what it is. They said they think about it because the winter is coming. They, they think these energy hikes are genuine and the food shortages are genuine. And this is just how it is. And I walk away from these people and I think I can't do the sovereignty thing. This is too, there are still people like this. We're now over two years 
into this who was saying to me, I want to be told what to do. I want to follow. Somebody said, who, who do you think is going to replace Fauci? You know, like fear. Who's going to replace him? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'll do it. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're, they're worried that someone's not going to be as competent as him. You know, and so exactly. So I, I, yeah. I walk away and I'm not okay. They're okay. They're like, there's complete trust and faith in all of it. And I walk away and I think, well, I've been doing all this meditation, all this work for more than two years now, actually, before all the start of all this. And I feel like my energy centers and my biofield are like a stick insect or something. It's, I just walk away and I think this is not working. There's no, there is no sovereignty. There is no ascension because look, you know, so it's interesting to me. I'm the opposite. I don't feel all right. I'm seeing them and they're very all right, you know? Yeah, but that's because, so what's happening to you is, so they are in the consensus reality, okay? <clears throat> they are the herd mentality and they are unawakened and unenlightened for whatever reason. So the journey of evolution is to awaken out of the herd mentality, out of the consensus, and become an individuated expression of source consciousness. So to express your uniqueness. But it's the most painful process ever because everything that you thought was reality, that you thought was true, that allowed you to be loved and included by everything else, you falls away you or you deliberately step away from it because you begin to think and feel for yourself so you're saying i can't do this sovereignty you're doing it this is the path of sovereignty and and um it's painful it brings up all your trauma so in a way it re-traumatizes you because what happens is you have to re-experience being abandoned, not being listened to, you know, all of the kind of um, being, being your, your reptilian brain, you're being pushed out of the herd, so you're likely going to die and starve in the wilderness. All of that kind of stuff gets pushed up, but you don't need any of that stuff because that's the consensus material model of survival which you would need if you were not an infinite being mm -hmm. you don't need to be embraced by the herd because you cannot die the soul cannot die it just reforms and re-expresses itself but when you're in the consensus you're a material matter-based being and if you're pushed out or you go out of the herd mentality you will die and that will be annihilation in the end of your existence. Mm. So what you're experiencing is, is annihilation, basically. And it, mm. annihilation is like, it's like the worst thing that a human being can experience if you're a material being. So what's happening is you're moving out of the material realm into the quantum realm, if you like, or the multi-dimensional realm. But, you know, as you're moving out of it, it, it you were material, you're moving into, the, or you, you are material, but you're moving out of it, and the material is sort of sticking to you in a way. So you still got mm. these kind of 
the <laughs> sensations of the horror of what annihilation is and what it is to come out of the consensus. So you're basically re-traumatizing yourself in order to understand that the trauma isn't real in a way. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, you know how people process and they talk about their trauma again and again and again in order to process it, that you're doing that on a kind of multidimensional level. You're like reprocessing all the trauma to heal it. So it's like you have to re-traumatize yourself to come out the other side. You're basically in your own he multidimensional healing process. And the thing is, it's not a process that any, we, you know, people like I can support you or endeavor to keep you going on that road. And there are millions of people out there who can do that. You know, when we do Sacred Circle or Healing Circle or just, you know, anyone on, on our wavelength is supporting you and is there for you, but no one can do it for you. And that's the fundamental difference because for them, people are doing it for them. There's mind control, there's a takeover, there's a possessional takeover. So it's... It's designed to be hard because it's the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And there's an absolute beauty to, I heard, I think it was Bernard Gunther or someone say this the other day, but many people have said this. There is a real beauty to having a most God-awful problem and on your own working your way through it and coming out the other side on top, if you like, or in one piece, or knowing who you are, whatever it is, because it makes you so strong and so sovereign and you believe in yourself. But you're never going to believe in yourself if someone babies you through that process. So it's like, you know, I'm going through this with my kids, you know, like you have, you know, you, you, you can't baby them forever. They have to step out of the nest and do their thing. And that's the process that we're all in now because I've got young adult children so and, and if I did baby them they would get no satisfaction no sovereignty no courage no do you understand what I'm saying so you're in the most amazing process and you're saying you're saying you're, you're two years in or you were you've been in it for longer well it's a multi-dimensional multi-lifetime thousands of years millions of years potentially process that you're in you think it's just the last two years. There's a reason why you woke, really woke up in the last two years, just like we all did. Like even those of us thought we were awake, we really woke up in the last two years. Do you know what I mean? Because we've been doing this work for thousands, thousands of years. It's been intensely painful, which is why this is so painful. Like I did a video on the Atlantean, you know, memory and everything, because we're all holding that as well. You know, it's thousands of lifetimes and... It's, it's painful, but trust me, that's a thousand times better than being numb. They're not even numb, Sarita, they're happy. You know, they say to me, one person said to me, why do you make life so hard for yourself by being anti-everything? You're, you're making think an assumption that they're happy. I would, I would argue that they, they have no or they have a limited um, sensory experience of what true happiness actually is because their focus is narrow. So, so if, you're, if you're mostly numb, 
and mostly in control or mind controlled or everything controlled, body controlled, chemically controlled, all of these things. You, you have a limited bandwidth of what you can feel in terms of sensation. Mm. So you feel fear and happiness, but it's limited. And people who are not awake have a limited reality, um, limited um, awareness of what they can see of the visible light spectrum. And as you begin to expand your perception, you begin to feel more and more. So what happens is you expand the bandwidth of what you can see in terms of light frequency information, but you also expand the bandwidth of what sensations you feel in terms of pain and happiness or whatever those two opposites, whatever you want to call them. So you feel more horror, more fear, more despair, whatever, but you also feel more in those moments that I know you've had, happiness, gratitude, joy, bliss. And some of those things that you're feeling, they've never felt because it's too much. And, and at some point, your expansion will get so much, it will almost meet itself around the other side, and there will be no polarity anymore. There will just be a hole. Okay. So you're just, you can't expand your awareness without expanding your sensory sensations and feelings. And the thing is, is that because... This because awakening is basically the hero's journey, dark night of the soul kind of thing. You're in the moment where you're feeling the, the really awful pain, suffering bit, but you also have the capacity. And I know this because I remember talking to you when you were having those downloads that were coming through where you were suddenly feeling all this stuff as well. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm going back to meditating again. You're getting these amazing, incredible downloads. So, but you cannot have one without the other. You cannot expand without feeling both. It's just not possible. You can't just go, oh, you can't expand half of yourself. It doesn't work mm -hmm. that way. So you either expand or you don't. So yes, they're happy in their own way and they're miserable in their own way, but there is a level of, I'll call it numb, but it's control, you know, and, and what we're seeing is this chemical control, uh, which has come, you know, Nearly everybody's on some kind of psychiatric drug and um, and all painkillers and things like that. You know, like it's common for mm. people to be taking those things. Well, brainwashing, now the psychological, yeah. Sorry? Brainwashing, psychological. Yeah, yeah, but now the injection as well. It's like chemi the chemicals are shutting down. And also, Sharon, I would also say don't underestimate how the emanation that they're giving off, which has a huge momentum, if we're talking about mm. 70 or 80%, I think we're at 70% now, mm. is affecting you because you are you're, you're empathic. But yes. as you're becoming empathic, you're also becoming more sovereign. So you've got to remember you're not a victim. You can choose to not have it in your biofield, just like Joanna can choose not to have that attack in her biofield. And part of what I was experiencing the other week was I was just trying to work. I, I could see it was sabotage, but also felt like a huge psychic, psychic attack. And that was because mm. I was expressing victimhood. If you're expressing victimhood, you will be attacked because we're in polarity. So, mm. so, so this is the whole thing. Take responsibility for the victimhood that you're expressing. Take responsibility for your choice to see the horror 
take responsibility. I'm choosing this because actually my soul's evolution is worth more to me than anything else on this planet. That's the thing. Remember why you're doing this because you care about your soul so much. You'll do it. You'll do this. <laughs> and so once you start taking that, you start becoming the hero. So running from the dragon, you turn around and you face it with the tiny little sword you have and the dragon's fucking enormous. So, and, and, and you know, when you stand in that, the dragon feels it. So, because the dragon has a soul as well. You know, dragon's a wrong analogy because we love dragons, but the, the, the dragon of the control matrix has a soul, even if it's a soul, you know, in, 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 in an evil form. Mm. It, it, it meets you where you are. Yeah. So I think you're doing great. Well, <laughs> Not funnily enough, two friends of mine, um, everyone I know is jab basically, but these two women in the, in the last couple of months, one of them is a, oh, she's really kind of church going Christian or this and that. She said to me last week, she said, I don't know what's happening, but I've completely lost my connection with God. Now, they're not going to make the link. I, I didn't like that. I just thought, I said, why? And she goes, I don't know. Something's changed. The other friend who used to be, I wouldn't say spiritual as such, not kind of into meditation or any deep work like that, but she believed in something, you know, she believed in kind of synchronicities and everything is meant to be and there are no coincidences. That kind of up, quite, I think, uplifting attitude she had. And she said, I don't believe in anything anymore. I, I, so I can, I'm seeing people shutting down that, that mm. spiritual side. And it's really upsetting me because I know how they were. And what I'm seeing now, there's a, and I can see it in their eyes, something's darkened or something. Um, and and I'm I don't want this energy because I really feel it, and now it's it's making me feel that this is not working for me either. I'm feeling disconnected. I haven't had anything, you know. Um, so they feel the disconnection. I feel their disconnection. Then I feel disconnected, and I'm just wondering how I, how to filter that. I feel bad for them. I don't say anything because we we're not on the same wavelength that way, and I don't I don't like preaching or anything like that. But I'm seeing them and they say, I don't know what's happened, but there's a disconnection that I know what it is. I just don't want it for me, you know? Yeah, but yeah. So, and, and I'm having exactly the same thing as you. So, what's happening is I can, and I'm feeling it in my throat as well. So, uh, as you're talking, it's like this thing, um, it's like an entity. So, this is why it feels like an attack in a way. So, there's this thing that's taking over and it's shutting people down and we're an empathic collective species so your job if you like is to stay empathic no matter what and and that's why it's painful so because at the moment your empathicness is is um showing up as disconnection which is painful so you feel the disconnection and you feel that you're disconnected. And the truth is, if you're not going to be in victim mode, you are disconnecting all of the time. You're disconnecting, reconnecting, disconnecting, reconnecting. Mm. And that's partly because you're a collective species and partly because you're choosing 
to do that because you're coming in and out of victim mode, just like we all are. We're all learning what this is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And certainly there is this, this huge energetic momentum, possessional, psychic, archonic takeover. It's the alien invasion, body snatchers through the body. It's not... It's not spaceships coming down yeah. from, from the sky. It's the alien invasion through the bodies. That's what you're witnessing. And it's incredibly mm. painful. So what I've discovered is, so I'm having, I think this is why we're in sabotage mode, because I actually just wanted to like forget everything for a bit because it's very, very mm. overwhelming. So, but I've come back from it, but it, it's showing up like every minute or every day or when you're speaking, I feel it my empathic resonant response is I start feeling this disconnection as well. And all I can say to you is, is that every time I drop into meditation, I suddenly go, Oh, oh God, this is, I feel better now. And it's like, so it's almost like the calling is to be in a perpetual state of waking meditation. And frankly, I've known that for years anyway. That's what I teach on my channel. Let's do Tibetan heart with our eyes open. But so, so it's like we're moving into this perpetual state of waking meditation. And the other thing I would say to you is it's becoming intolerable because we are in a timeline reality split that is split now. Yeah. It's just done, it's a done deal. And so what happens is as you sink into these low vibe feelings or the disconnection or the pain or the suffering, whatever it is, the horror that you're feeling, what happens mm -hmm. is you slip back into this illusion of the reality that you came out of the other timeline and it's not your timeline. So, cause I'm feeling this as well. And it feels really disorientating. You feel nauseous. You feel, um, what is it called when your body, you feel disassociated yes, and it kind of hurts on every level. So, so, so it's getting to stage now, even if I, if I have one alcoholic drink, I feel completely annihilate. I feel like just so weird now mm. because what I think is all of that is part of the other timeline. So what's happening is I go into victim mode or whatever's happening or feel awful, or slip into density, or anger rise, or something which is related to the other timeline, okay, I fall into that timeline, it's not my timeline choice, so I feel very disorientated, weirded out, horrible, just, just wrong, I can't even explain it, and then mm. I pull myself back into the other timeline, and I feel all right again, but we're playing, and, the, and I think probably what's happening is the timelines are very like this at the moment, they were sort of overlaid, I feel like they're sort of like this now. And so what's happening is, is that you're literally falling into the other time and it's not your timeline. So it just feels really wrong on so many levels. You can't even explain it. It's just like a full body wrong feeling. And then you hoik yourself mm. back somehow. And I do believe that this is going to happen. And, at some, and so we're playing with it. This feels awful. This feels better. This feels awful. This feels better. And at some point you'll just naturally it just will fall away and then you won't even remember that that ever even existed i hope so you won't even remember <laughs> so. those people but those people may be part of them maybe in this we don't really know how it will play out that's what it feels like is happening to me 
Okay. Because I do feel really weirded out. I feel like I'm sort of like this and like that. It, it, you know, I, I didn't associate it with the timelines at all. I thought it was just me sort of dipping in and out of various energies or whatever. But that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think in the last week I've sort of realised there's this timeline thing going on because because it's it's so heavy in the other one. And the other thing that I've personally noticed, and I think this is what you're alluding to, is so obviously I live in the middle of nowhere, right? I'm in like France and I'd be like little Eden. I'd, and normally it's just me and my husband and the kids have just left. So, you know, and a few people come and go. And then this summer, every man and dog has come out because they're all on holidays. Mm. And um, people I adore and everything. Um, but I've been like a hundred times more social than normal. And it's uh, intolerable. I'm finding it intolerable energetically um, to, I mean, I'm tolerating it, obviously, but but I can really feel this sort of, um, this mix of energies and stuff going on. And it's like, I don't even know how to shift through it. It's like so, mm -hmm. there's so much going on. Even when there's like seven people in my house for a week, I find it exhausting. I love all the people. They're not having, you know, they're all amazing people, all on the same wavelength as me, nothing like that. But just there's so much energy there. And I used to, five years ago, have 30 people in my house for a week. Okay, I'd be a bit tired. <laughs> but, you know, not. this is like I have to go and lie down now just to right. process stuff. And I think that's the other timeline thing. Yeah. It's like the other timeline's a bit purer or cleaner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you get all these mixed <coughs> energy, incoherent. huh? It's 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 an incoherence that when you're yes, yeah, that's what it is. It's like a scattered weird um, energy, like a weird frequency. It's almost like a low hum is what I'm getting. That yes. it's like scattered and incoherent. You know, I think so. I think probably what you're feeling. Oh my god, yeah, probably. What you're feeling is um, the emanation of the whatever it is that they put in the vaccine, like the microchip or the, the whatever that nano stuff was, and it's making an emanation. And so there's this new density that's running. There, there's always, they've always been here, hey? There has always mm. been a frequency overlay to keep humans dumb or numb or whatever you want to call it. So imagine that this is like a new one. I guess some people are calling it 5G, but I'm not even sure it's that. It's like this new AI frequency. You know, 10 or 20 years from now, if you were still in the same timeline, so let's just take the timelines away for the moment, your body would be used to it. But it's not. It's a new thing. So your body's trying to recalibrate it, just like we're trying to recalibrate the entire emanation of what's being emitted, like the spike proteins and all of those kind of things. You know, everybody, literally everybody around the world, their periods were, periods went defunct suddenly. Mm. That's our bodies as a species trying to cope with a new toxin or a new whatever it is, parasite, basically. It's a parasite. Mm. So... We have to wait for the recalibration and then now, unless you actually took it or whatever, most people's periods have recalibrated back to normal. So, because the, the body's an extraordinary tool, 
it does that. You know, alcoholic, you have to drink more and more alcohol to get drunk or to get your high because the body recalibrates each time. That's what it does. So this is like a big frequency thing. And it's quite a huge thing because we are frequency, your frequency ball. So, you know, I think it's quite a big thing that's going on. And I, but I think you've nailed it. It's like a low hum. And, it, and it's very, very heavy. Mm. It feels like a boulder on top of your head. <laughs> yeah. This is it. With If you're empathic, then you just... <coughs> it up. There's a book called I Hate Being an Empath or something. I think I'm, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> you know. Well, don't, don't set yourself up. You love being an empath because you're a multi-dimensional <laughs> being. And the other thing is, you know, human beings are empaths. You know, people say, oh, you're an empath or you're not. No, we're empaths. It's either, but it's either numb, you, it's either numb or it isn't. But we are an empathic collective species. Mm. That's why I always think there's still hope because if the awakened ones with their frequency may up-level all the rest, and this is what that book, Power Versus Force by Hawkins, talks about. You have one ascended master and it up levels something like two billion people. One person at a frequency of a thousand can change the frequency. I've got the numbers wrong, but you know, whatever, however many million or billion people. So, yeah, and that's because we're a collective species. So, yeah, we're experiencing this timeline split, but maybe, well, it's not over. It's not over until we don't, I mean, I don't think it's ever over, actually. So, you know, it's not the end. It's just a piece in the process. <laughs>